What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Let's Talk Ball. PV, Brendan, what's up, fellas? What's going on, bro? Today is a today. Today will be a little, little quick episode. You know, short, short and sweet. Get to the point. Not much going on, but it's a lot going on. So, uh, first things first, as always, let's give honor to God. Without Him, we wouldn't be in the situation that we are in today. And uh, with things going on, we're gonna put a little bit more, uh, a little more emphasis on the Black Lives Matter. Uh, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Elijah McClain, and. Most recently, uh, uh, our wishes, our wishes to Jacob Blake. Um, he was shot seven times in the back by the police while his kids were in the car. And for some uh, NBA players, they uh, they really took that to heart. Um, with uh, where it happened in Kenosha, if I'm not mistaken, was that uh, Michigan? Yeah. No, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, the the Bucks are the, the closest team to uh, that city, and they took it to heart, you know, and understanding, understandingly so, because uh, one of their players, Sterling Brown, he was involved in police brutality a couple of years ago. So, for them, it hit a little bit harder, and as well for uh, the Toronto Raptors guard, uh, Fred Van Fleet. Because uh, I was informed today, my mom actually told me um, his dad uh, was shot by the police when he was a kid. So that actually just hit him a little bit more. So, and guys, guys were really going through it and they decided to boycott uh, yesterday's games. And it sent a shockwave throughout the whole NBA because everybody canceled their games yesterday. And following suit, the WNBA as well, uh, MLB and MLS, the soccer. Um, we haven't, of course, football isn't going on right now, but teams have canceled practice. Um, the Lions, the Eagles have canceled. Jets, uh, Redskins, and somebody else, I can't remember. They've canceled practice as well. So it's, it's, it's hit everybody pretty hard. And um, I'll let you guys uh, take away from here real quick. Um, I'll go first. I mean, it's been it's been a tough week to be honest, because you know it just seems like it's the same thing happens again and again. So, um, I don't know. I mean, the players, like you said, the players are talking about leaving the bubble, but my thing was there's no sense to leave, which they're not going to leave now, but no sense to leave if you're already there. Because even if they weren't there in the bubble, what's going to stop the situation from happening? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no – you know, the man – George Floyd was sad. I mean, it was very sad because he got – he died. But the man's kids were in the back seat, and that didn't stop him from thinking twice before he just let seven shots off into his back. Now everybody said talks about the situation he was resisting, but nobody knows that it wasn't even – he wasn't the reason why the cops got called, if you see what I'm saying. He was trying to break up the domestic violence that was happening, and then he told the police that he that he had nothing to do with it. Now, at that point, why do you, why don't you have your taser out and not your gun? But, you know, we don't – I don't want to get too deep into, you know, what's – you know, all that stuff, but I'm just saying it just seems like this is going to keep happening. What's, what's stopping this from happening again in two months? 
So it's just like, you know, I, I don't know what all the players can do. Um, you know, they they can – we had the Black Lives Matter on the court. They put it on the back of their jerseys, and it still happened. So, you know, it's just it's just a crazy thing. But, I mean, it's just – and it, I think it's affecting people differently. Um, It's good to kind of see the other sports that they're doing it, that they're doing the boycotting as well, like MLS, hockey, cancel their games for the night, all of that. So I, I feel like it's – it's good to see it, but it's really, you know, and then you had the MLS, the Salt Lake, the team from Salt Lake City, their owner came out and he spoke against, he spoke against what the players did from the MLS team. Yeah. So, and, and then today I saw that Brian Erlacher from the Bears, he put up, he put up something on Instagram, like people are really tr- showing their true colors and, you know, it's, you know, the NFL kind of, they canceled their, some of the teams canceled their activities today, but I feel like that's kind of just for show. So I don't know how, I don't know how serious this thing is. You know, so I think the NBA players are genuine. Um, like Jeannie Buss from the Lakers, she came, she came back. She said she supports them. The um, the Cle- the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think their president said something too. So yeah, Mark. I just, I don't, yeah. So I just, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how sincere this is. I'm hoping that it works, but I still, my hope is just like. I don't have a, like, I'm just, I don't have a lot of hope, you know, and then I see some of, like, you know, the guys we went to Avery with, I'm looking at their, their Instagrams and their posts and stuff about how the guy, how Jacob Blake was in the wrong. I'm just like, this is, this is what, this is what we live with. This is who people that we played in college with, Mm -hmm. um, guys who you lined up with, and it's just the same, and people keep saying you need to educate. Like, I I got in an argument today with somebody, like, you need to educate. I'm like, no, I don't need to educate no any white people like about this. Either you know or you don't. So, and they're saying that them sitting out is drawing more attention. I'm like, if you don't feel some type of way after George Floyd died, and if you don't feel some way after Jacob Blake was shot in the back, there's nothing that LeBron James and the NBA players are going to do that's going to make you feel in some type of way any more than you already do. Like you should feel like Doc Rivers said, you should be a human being. So I feel like if you, if if you don't feel that way after seeing that video on Sunday. Like you're just not gonna. It's not no matter what the NBA players are gonna do. It's not gonna. It's not gonna change. So that's that's kind of my take on the whole thing. I feel you on that, Brendan. Like it shouldn't. We're we're past the point of educating people. Like either you're gonna educate yourself, or you just gonna buy, be naive to everything that's going on. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are doing. Like a lot of people are being naive to the whole entire situation like like you said after the George Floyd movement after he was after he was brutally killed by the police he a lot of people are still in the dark a lot of people specifically white people don't take it to heart and they don't you know put in perspective of how black people are really feeling like I saw a lot of people on Twitter I had to get into it with somebody and then I had to delete my tweets um somebody on Twitter was trying to argue with me like Oh yeah, this basketball sports has absolutely nothing to do on what's going on in the world. I'm like, you're not, you're missing the point of why they're trying to. They're sending a message. This is their stance. They only, they're using their platform as athletes to sit out and not play because of you know what took place over the weekend. And it, it's it's sad to see that people think that sports is more important, entertainment is more important than not even just black lives, but anything that any lives, all lives, all lives matter. But specifically in this situation, black lives, like. It, it, it's stupidity to me that people will sit there and say, oh, yeah, the NBA playoffs are more important. They can pick up the NBA playoffs and play whenever they want to. Honestly, the players have that control. They have that power. Chris Paul and those boys, they have that 
with the players association, they have that power to make that happen. If they want to sit out for the next three, four weeks, I really truly believe they could do that. And they'll pick right back off where they left off. Um, I saw yesterday the Lakers and the Clippers after that meeting last night, those were the only two teams that uh that voted to leave the bubble completely and, and end the mm-hmm. NBA season. Um, all other 28 teams decided that they wanted to continue. Um, and they said that they're going to continue games tomorrow. So I feel like um, the league is all in on the Black Lives Matter movement, but at the same time, they do need their revenue. They do need their money. And I feel like they're pushing for the games to start back quickly because they know how much money they possibly can, can lose from this. Exactly, because um, say if they don't, if, if they just cancel this whole season right now, next year the owners the owners can put them in a put them in a lockout. They can take away their collective bargaining agreement. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that can go wrong with not finishing this whole season, and there's only so much that the owners can do. But I they're going to be hurt and they're going to lose their money, you know, and that's how some of them may do it. Some of them won't. You never know, but it's, it's sad that we, it's not enough to like, I, I as a kid, I would thought sports brought people together and honestly, it's, it's, it's still not. So like, like you said, Brendan, I don't, I, I pray and I wish things change, change quickly, but with guys just going home, like uh, Jalen Brown on the Celtics, he said, we were talking about before we got on air, he said to the guys, everybody in there said, well, what are you going to do when you go home? Are you guys, like, like, like what's your plan? What what are you actually going to do that you can't do here with a bigger platform than you would have on your own? You know, it's just, it's, I say we finish out the season and we're just going about up and, and then and then we'll take and then we'll do what we can while we're here. Then when the season is over, we go home and then we properly plan and we come up with something real. You know, guys just leaving just to leave again with uh, ex- excluding. Um, I, I'm not saying excluding anybody. Um, just I can understand if um, Van Fleet and uh, Sterling Brown were guys to leave. Those were guys. That were directly affected by. I mean, we are, we all are directly affected by it. But those two, with their most personal um, encounters, uh, interactions with the police, it's it hits a little bit. His like, like you said, Brent, it just hits harder for for most people. And I, I'll say this too. Um, and I'll say what the what the WNBA has done, and I think. What happens a lot of time, we don't give them enough credit because they're always on top of it. They've from always the, from, been. From the very jump. And from the jump, exactly. And if you think about in history, you know, I, the black woman has always been the one that's always jumped on the front lines, you know, for, for black men, things like that. But I just feel like they always, they never miss a beat. Like the Washington Mystics, they come in and they wear the Jacob Blake shirts with the seven holes in the back. Like, it's just, I feel like sometimes we don't give them enough credit. And I, I can say personally, I do too sometimes, you know, they're not on the forefront. I think they should be a little bit more on the forefront. And they have a lot more to lose mm-hmm. than the NBA guys because their checks are a lot smaller. So I feel like sometimes I, I feel like we kind of, I, I wanted to give them, a you know, a shout because I feel like they never miss the ball. They're always on top of, you know, and the NBA is there too, you know, NBA and 
but the WNBA, they don't like, care. They, they, they've shown, they they've always shown put their the plane. They don't care what, like you said, they, they, they don't care what happens. Like, they, you know, like, like no matter wow. what the consequences were, the WNBA was going to make their statement. And they, and they always, and they always uh, succeeded every single time. Right. So I want to shout, you know, before we moved on from this, um, but it's just, I, I just don't know my, I, my hope and kind of, you know, it's just tough because like you said, these, these things are taught in the home. So, you know, a lot of guys, like you just, we put it in tents of like a lot of guys who went to Averwood. They imagine, imagine our locker room now when we, like, if we are still at Aver, imagine that locker room now, like, could you imagine us being in a lot of guys, there's a lot of people are showing their true colors. Like they don't care. So I just feel like a lot of times, like PB said, how, why is it always on, us to educate them like why can't their parents like and their parents and it's crazy because they know they know what's mm-hmm. wrong like they know exactly what goes on but for then once again like we've been the tear cake tear care uh caretakers of them since slavery day like we always are expected to 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 go over and beyond for them and i'm just like i'm like pb i'm just tired like i'm gonna stop we're grown like why do i need to educate a grown person on why shooting a man and his back is wrong. Like, I'm just so. I mean, I'm 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 good on top. I'm just saying, it's just it's just crazy. The world we live in is just it's just crazy. You got anything to say on that, P? Or you? Good no, go? I'm all, I'm all good, Mo. We can move on. Already. Well, uh, while we on that, really quick, uh, NFL players, um, two, just only two so far I've seen. We're talking about uh, sitting out. That is Saquon Barkley. And Sterling Shepard of the New York Giants. Um, we we already talked about that. I just had to throw that in there. They were um, considering doing that. Well, I don't know if we even going to have a season. So, we'll talk about that more when we get to that point. Um, uh, let's move on. Let's move on really quick. Uh, like I said, it's a short show. Um, the last couple of topics. Uh, let's talk about the Pacers and uh, the Sixers. Uh, most recently, the Pacers fired their coach, Nate McMillan. After uh, an actually pretty good record, you know, it wasn't it wasn't too bad considering who he had on that roster, you know, and it's it what makes it even more bizarre is that they fired him two weeks after they gave him the extension. <laughs> so and I'm just like, so because they got swept by a better Miami team, you're gonna fire the man, a healthy Miami team the, at that. You know, everybody was playing. And then you go and fire like the man didn't have Sabonis, he didn't have Oladipo last year, like he like he doesn't he doesn't do the draft pick so you're really not giving anything. You brought in Malcolm Brogdon, he was hurt for a nice chunk of the season. Uh, T.J. McConnell, he's a good point guard, but he's definitely a backup. You know, like it's kind of like what did you expect? And Miles Turner was kind of. He he had his ups and downs this year. You know, he didn't have his uh, great year like he did last year. You know, so it was a lot of things going against Nick McMillan, and I think it was unfair for him to be fired. You know, it's, it's like I don't – like there was literally no reason to fire him. Like he ran into LeBron – like in the East when LeBron was there, he ran into him every single time. Couldn't do nothing about it. It's just like it's it's just not fair. It's not fair. Then um, the Sixers they let go of uh, Brett Brown, which Brandon I know you are 
happy about. You know, they finally got rid of that man. <laughs> we'll we'll get we'll get into that one. Um, I feel like part of it has to do with him being with I'm gonna just keep it honest, him being a black coach. Like you said, for him to not have Sabonis this year, for him not to have Oladipo um last year, for him to lose to Cleveland, I believe the stat they lost by a total of sixteen points the one year that they lost to LeBron and then he took Cleveland to seven games like He's always overperformed. And like you said, why extend the man if you're just gonna fire him two weeks later? I don't I don't know what um and Larry Bird still owns he's the president or he's I think still he's the GM or the, um, or something or, or no 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 okay. president of a basketball so, operation or something like that. So I'm trying to figure out what what made them do that. Um I feel like he always overperformed, like you said, he's been in the playoffs. All those years, so I, I don't understand. Like you said, you just extend the man. It makes no sense to me. I and they said they want to bring in Ty Lue. I don't think Teron Lue's going to go to um to Indiana. It's a tough job. I, I'm gonna just be completely honest. That's a tough job because the guys are always hurt. So I I, I think he did he overachieved for what he had. Like you said, his draft picks he has no control over. So. I feel like he overachieved for that. The Brett Brown situation, um, it was tough. I I was a little harsh on Brett Brown. I think he still could have did better. But I just feel like, I, I don't know, it's just he never, that team never got right. Like, they couldn't find, they couldn't find the right fits. I don't know what it was. Like, him having Jimmy Butler still couldn't work out. Um, They had JJ still couldn't work out. Ben gets hurt this year, they get swept. So I don't know who's going to come in. Maybe it's a more of a hard-nosed coach um, that can maybe reach. I don't know if he was able to reach the guy. So that, that job is I, – I don't know. They Tobias and Al Horford have $100-plus million deals, and they didn't show up. So, you know, I don't know what's going to go on. I don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. I saw that the Cavs, the Cavs are interested in Ben Simmons. So I don't know what they're going to do. They said they weren't going to trade Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, so I don't know how much longer they're going to keep them two together, but we should kind of see. I just think the Nate McMillan situation messed up. I think Brett, Brett Brown has seven years. The process the process didn't work. Um, <laughs> that 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 didn't work, and I saw that. I forgot who was talking about that, but I think the process just didn't work, so I don't know what what's going to happen next with them, but it should be interesting. But Indiana, I think – I think they they dropped the ball by firing Nate McMillan, and I love I I love Nate McMillan. I met him at USA, and he's like good guy. But I and I think he did what he had to do with the, the roster that he had. So, and like you said, PV Miami was healthy. Like, so I, I just I don't know. I'm I don't know what, what was going on with in Indiana. So that's yeah, my like on it. we said before the the bubble even started when we were talking about the games and the rosters. Miami was one of the deeper teams in the league from top to bottom. So I don't feel this as a I mean, obviously, you don't want to get swept, but at the same time, Miami was the better team. Now, I feel like it is part of what you said, Brandon. You know, he's an African-American coach. Um, they don't seem to get the the same amount of opportunities as other coaches in the league, unfortunately. Um, he did what he had to do. He didn't have Victor Oladipo the entire year. He got him back halfway through the year. Then he uh, he lost the bonus before they even got to the bubble. They would have been more competitive if they have them. But if you don't have your full complement of players, I feel like you shouldn't be getting, getting that 
you know, has against you. I feel like that's unfair. And GMs, they don't they don't give people the time to same thing with Alvin Gentry in New Orleans. They don't give people the time to let their their um oh yeah their they don't give people the time to let their rosters get healthy and, and see how things can gel when they have their full fifteen man, you know, their roster. Alvin Gentry didn't get the the fair end of the stick as well. He he got fired and he barely had Zion. He was on a minutes restriction basically the whole entire time he was playing before the bubble and and during the bubble. So I feel like they don't even know what they really got in New Orleans either. And then going back to the uh, the Philadelphia situation with Brett Brown, I feel like he deserved to get fired. Um, they underachieved, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And then management has a lot to play with that as well. Um, drafting Markel Fultz number one over um, Jason Tatum <laughs> when you when you could have you could have had Jason Tatum on that roster with Ben Simmons and. Joel and B, can you imagine that right now? They'd be running the East right now. But hey, look, think about think about this too. The year that they drafted Jalil Okafor, uh, Porzingis right. I remember. Draft, it's bro. crazy, bro. It's it's but evaluation. When it comes to the European guys, how many of them have we had come over and really excel like Porzingis and Doncic have? The track record well, is kind of you're right. The but trend is the trend so. is going that way now. Like that's the past few years. I mean, it is now, but you know what I'm saying? Like, who's the most breakout European guy outside of these two? I guess you got – I think you have a point. And I think Okafor – Yeah, Dominic he was He was, he was. was a problem at yeah. that year. So, I can see why they did it. But, I mean, seeing where Porzingis is now, it's amazing because he hasn't had too many health scares besides him tearing his um, – was it uh, ACL, ACL in, yeah. in, in uh, New York? And then, most recently, uh, he's had his – like. Well, he's just trying to like earlier in the year he was trying to get his feet back under him, but he's he's had a pretty consistent career so far, you know. So I just want to throw that in there real quick. Be my fault. No, you good. They like you right now. It is hit or miss with the with the European players. That's why Giannis fell so far. That's why Pascal Siakam mm-hmm. fell so so far as well because it's hit or miss. You don't know. They have they always have the potential, but some of the guys <laughs> don't have the work ethic or they just don't transition into the NBA. But um, going back to the Philadelphia situation, they, they've had plenty of opportunities to make noise. They had a great roster, in my opinion, last year, and they couldn't get Jimmy Butler to re-sign. They couldn't get J.J. Reddick to re-sign. Those were big pieces that are missing this year. Like, those du- those two dudes played a significant role in who Philadelphia was. They they lost a lot of guys. They lost Marco Bellinelli as a role player. They lost uh, your son, Julius Silva. They, they, a lot of role players are gone, and then they replaced them with, um, with Josh Richardson and um, – you know, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is not a bad player, but he's not Jimmy Butler. You feel me? I know he was on that team with them last year too, but they were they were just a more complete team last year than this year. Um, it's just not gelling. So I think you have to trade one of the two. And I, in my opinion, I'm keeping Joel Embiid and I'm trading Ben Simmons. That would be my personal opinion. I feel like you can get more for Ben Simmons as a younger dude. Um, he can he can do more. I feel like you get more for him than you can Joel Embiid. Now let me ask y'all a question: If Joel Embiid is out and Ben, the Sixers get swept. Hold on, say that one, say time. one more time. If Joel Embiid was out and Ben Simmons was playing, do you think the Sixers yes, get yes, swept? Yes, definitely. Yes, either way, either way. Now, and, 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 and the reason okay. why I say, I mean, ben, uh, like, like I'll just get into the whole Sixers real quick. Um. To to respond to what you said, Brendan, about Tobias Harris and Al Horford, 
they got drafted, they got traded to a, or they signed to a spot where they didn't know it was going to be like this. Tobias Harris average. No, he, he was shooting like 50, 52% from the field in Los Angeles before he got to the, uh, to Philly. And for me, you go from Doc Rivers to Brett Brown, your scenery and your coaching changes because you're balling in LA and now you come to Philly. There's no pressure really in Philly compared to LA. And then now you, now you, you know what I'm saying, now you can't hit the side of a barn. Well, who's around you now? Oh, well, you got somebody who can't shoot. So the ball is always in your hands now. So that's more pressure. You got a guy like Embiid who can't run up the floor for six minutes without having to get a wave his hands. I got to come out. You know, it's 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 hard for guys to really get their flow. When again, your coaching your coaching sucks, and your players around you don't want to get better. You know, Tobias Harris isn't that takeover guy, but he's definitely a third option, and he couldn't really be a third option because he had to be a first, and that was just too much for him. I feel like, and then, oh, but go ahead, go ahead. I I hear you. I don't mean to cut you off, but he played with them last year, so he had the option. To if he didn't want to come back, he didn't have to resign with him. You see what I'm saying? So that part about like he had Brett Brown, but he was with Brett Brown for like half the year. So if I'm him, I'm gonna know by the end of the year if I want to stay with Brett Brown or if I want to go somewhere else. You see yeah. what I'm saying? That's all. Of, I hear what you're saying about the change of scenery, but he was in Philly for but yeah, half, a year. half a year. You know if I'm a hundred million, if I'm a hundred million, right? But if I'm a hundred million dollar guy, I have to realize I have to. Step on my game, like I can't be a third option to sign for a hundred yeah. million. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see that? Yeah. That's my point about it too. Like I hear what you're saying, but he signed for a hundred million. Like I got to get my game up. Like part of that goes mm-hmm. on me as a pro. I'm signing for hundred mil. I'm signing to be a starter. So I hear what you're saying, but part of that I feel like it's on Tobias Harris too. Um, you know, I just I don't know. I I don't know what's going. I don't know what's going on in Philly, but yeah. we. It should be very, yeah, Philly, it should be very yeah, Philly's really a cesspool right now. Elton Brand, I thought he would have done something, but he really just made it worse. Um, I just – I agree with the Brett Brown firing, but they need some backbone, and that's why Jimmy and J.J. really didn't work because they wanted to play with guys that wanted to win. And Bruce Bowen, um, um, he came on uh, Get Up this morning, and he was talking about Joel Embiid. And he was saying he went to talk to them about winning championships and how you gotta be prepared. And he and then he got into social media, and that just sent Joel in a frenzy. And he just didn't agree with anything that he was saying after that. So it's like your main concern is social media. You can't do social media and yada yada yada. You can't be this superstar that you are on social media, but. You like, like I said, he literally can't run up the floor for five or six minutes without being tired. But you want to question a champion on, cha- on saying on championship things, you know? Like it just doesn't make any sense. And then Ben Simmons not wanting to get any better at basketball, you know that 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 hurts everybody. So do you like as a point guard? Do you know where? And uh, I I use Tobias for for an example. Do you know where his best spots are? Probably not. Do you know where Al Horford's best spots are? Where where he wants to catch the ball as he shoots or when he wants to take his dribble and uh, do his little post moves? There's certain things that Ben Simmons hasn't done to improve himself, which then improved the team. So I, I definitely give Brett Brown some flag. He definitely deserved to be fired, but we need to look at Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons a lot more now. It's kind of 
Like, are you guys really just gonna be more than all stars, or are you just gonna be? Well, like, are you are you gonna be mm. an all star, or are you just gonna be? You know what I'm saying? Or or are you trying to get to superstar superstar level? Because right now, we're we're getting all star material, you know, like all star performances from both of them. So, you know, that's my that's my take on the Philly. And like I said before, Pacers, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I just don't like for 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 both situations. I feel like they need a strong backbone. I feel like Mark Jackson needs to get back into the league at some point in time because he deserves uh, a team. Yeah, they they blackballed Mark Jackson and he built the Warriors to what they were. <laughs> he's the one that he's the one that brought uh not Stephen um Clay and Draymond into the uh to the Warriors organization. He he convinced management to to draft those boys. And he built the uh, the Warriors up what they were. Steve Curry inherited them, so I feel like they definitely. I don't know what what the what the issue is. You would think after the Warriors three four year run, a team would be like, oh yeah, Mark Jackson helped build this. Let's give him a call. But it's been since 2014, 2015 since he's been coaching. He been he been sitting on that sideline commentating with uh with uh Jeff Van Gundy for the like you said past four years. Yeah, like, my lord, he didn't do it. Like, it made no sense. All right, Marty Jackson should be on somebody's bench. And it, and he's blackballed. You know, we don't need to get into this too much, but he's blackballed for no reason. No reason. Like, it just doesn't doesn't make sense. They, to me. they said there were some rumors that said that Mark Jackson, because he's a, a faith going man, he was having the players pray, go to church, this, that, and the third. The Warriors didn't like that, and a lot and, of teams in the NBA don't want and that the Warriors, in, their, in their locker room. Mm. They don't want God in the locker room. I think the Warriors. Go ahead, Brennan. The Warriors owner is gay too, I believe. So too. So oh, that uh, was. I think that was part of it too. Yeah. So I did not know that. that was I, part of it too, I so. had no clue. So that that definitely may take a uh, take a toll in that. Wow. Shit. Well. Let's move on. Let's move on. Last topic of last topic of the night. Short and sweet. Now that the uh the NBA season is back on, um possibly starting uh tomorrow or Saturday. Um so far the Houston and OKC series has actually uh shocked me. I didn't think it was gonna be going this far. Actually had Houston winning and uh winning in five. I actually had them winning in five. I didn't think Chris Paul had enough firepower with those guys. Um, but, of course, we know the Lakers are advancing. Damian Lillard's going home. Uh, he's not coming back. The Lakers are going to uh, advance for me. So, I got uh, Lakers and the Rockets for the next series. And uh, then we got Denver and Utah. They actually this this series took a little turn for the worst for me because I actually had Denver beating Utah, but it looks like Utah may actually pull it out. So I'm I'm actually leaning towards Utah because they're just looking more consistent. And then oh snap, we just lost people. Great, it's the second week in a row. But uh, what we got? We get the Dallas and the Clippers. Um. I actually got Dallas winning this one, man. I actually got Dallas winning this. Um, Dallas has shown that mm-hmm. Dallas has shown something for me. And Paul George, we'll we'll talk about him next week, but um, going well, the next episode, uh, he's just I don't know, man. Something up with Paul George. It's, it's he had a good game last time, but I don't think that's enough. 
I think I think that was just that one game, like when he had forty against Utah a couple of years ago or last year, and he didn't really do nothing. So I got Utah. I got Utah and Dallas, and then uh, of course Milwaukee and Miami, and then Boston and Toronto. I got Miami, and I got Toronto advancing. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So I got. I'm gonna take. In the OKC one, because we know that the Lakers are gonna move on. I I don't know if Russ comes now. I think Russ comes back. He make he's a, he's a difference maker for them. I think Russ will make a big difference. But Houston, like you saw the other night, uh, Malk and PV. I don't think they need. I don't think they need a lot of firepower. I think Chris Paul has those guys kind of motivated. Yeah. Um, he's doing a great job. That he the fact that he even has them in a two two series. You know, it's it's very interesting to me. Um. Schroeder coming off the bench is big. He's been playing well. I think that Houston, if they if they go cold, they, they're in yes, trouble. Sir. And that's the thing that and that's the thing and that's the thing that I, I, I we saw the last game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean toward Houston because I think Westbrook's coming back. Um, and then I'm gonna lean toward I'm gonna lean toward the Clippers because the Clippers are finally start to, they're finally starting to double team uh, Luca. And getting the ball in his hand, so I think they they finally got out of their own way. You know, they were a little prideful; they didn't want to double, but now that they're doubling, which we saw the last game, they're starting to double him. Um, it's going to make all the difference for them in the East. I'm going to take I'm going to take Boston, because Kyle Lowry right now we don't know how long he's out. I'm going to take Boston in that series. What's up with Kyle that Lowry? one's going to go seven. Kyle Lowry he hurt his ankle uh, in the in the yeah he got hurt he hurt his ankle. Yeah, he was just coming down the court too. He just tweaked it. I I think he's gonna play, but we don't know how healthy he is. Um, Boston's hot right now, so I'm I think I'm gonna take Boston beating the Raptors, and then I'm gonna take who Miami and the Bucks. I don't know. I'm gonna go on a limb because I had Miami as my dark horse, so I'm gonna take. I'm staying firm with Miami. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna well, take the Bucks. Okay, I'm gonna take the Bucks. I know I that that's tough. That's going seven. I'm gonna take the Bucks in that one, um, and then that's kind of it for for the predictions that we did. Cause I don't we won't do the the West yet, but for the East, I'm gonna take the Bucks coming out of that one. AP is uh it's on you, brother. Uh, all right, bro. I ain't know my bad. My connection keep going in and out, but um, so I got um. I got the same thing as Brendan with that Houston and OKC series. That that series to me could ultimately be 4-0 right now if, if Houston closes fourth quarter. They've had leads in every single one of the games. Mm-hmm. And to me, I know people say this a lot, but uh, this is the first time that I've actually seen it with my own eyes because I'm a Harden fan and I defend him a lot. He's going crazy the first yeah. three quarters. And then the fourth quarter, he don't want to yeah. score the ball no more. And then the other night uh, in game three, when he fouled out, I feel like, bro, you didn't have to take that foul right there. Like, give up the give up the two points. You got to know your value to the mm-hmm. team sometimes. Like, you know, if you you don't have Westbrook right now, so who else is the offense going to facilitate through? And and then in game four, Houston was up, you know, 10, 12 points throughout the game like they were in game three, and they just couldn't close it in the fourth quarter. They were OKC guys were just more clutch. Than they were, and I, I find that surprising, because like you said, Brandon, they're they're streaky, they're hit or miss. If they're not hitting, they're not gonna they're not gonna be effective. But with Westbrook coming back, 
if he does come back in this series, I feel like it's, it's going to be too much for, for OKC because they're struggling to, to beat these guys. It's taking everything they have to beat Houston right now. So I think that I think that series is, is going to be over in six. I think Houston wins these next two games. And then, um, like you said, I think that Clippers series is over now as well. With Kristaps Porzingis not playing, I don't I don't understand what happened to him. I don't remember him getting hurt. I don't know if you guys remember him getting hurt, but I just remember he was uh, he, he wasn't a, playing he had a niche in right, Game Four. If not mistaken. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Yeah that that series could have easily won seven games um, <laughs> if he's if he's healthy. But but now that he's out, I got I got Dallas losing in, in six. Luca's been amazing though. He's definitely a top five player. If he's not in the top five list. For uh, for everybody around the country right now, everybody needs to reevaluate. That's a that's a lot of hating going on right now. He's he's proven he's putting up crazy numbers at the age of 21, not being athletic at all. It, it's crazy. The sky's the limit for that kid. And then um, going over to the East, I got I got Miami, Boston going seven games as well. Brendan, I feel like Miami is is just too deep. They they have depth all over the all over the place in every position. So I feel like they can shoot it, they can rebound it, they facilitate it, and then they got their slashers and Jimmy Butler as well, Goran Dragic. So I feel like it's gonna be Bucks. They're gonna get him everything they want and more. Kyle Lowry got hurt. I had ball Raptors in seven, but if he's not completely healthy, I see that series going six. Uh, Boston winning that in six, even with them not having Gordon Hayward. Um, I don't feel like that Gordon Hayward injury hurts them as bad as um, people were saying it was. I feel like they still have as much firepower with, with Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart coming into that, uh, to that smart that starting role. So I got I got Boston. There it is. That one's that one's gonna be good though because the Raptors, man, they. Their bench scored 100 points all night. When's the last time we I've ever never seen, seen a bench? We ever right. seen no matter, no matter who you playing, Malcolm MPV. No matter who you, I've never seen a bench score 100 points never. in a game. And there, it's weird because in I remember I texted and I said, imagine how Kawhi is feeling. He could right. easily have gone to another easily. finals, bro. E, I mean, easily. Think about the the Raptors are Nick Nurse. He deserves coach of the year again. He's doing a great job. Like, I just want to sit and practice and just pick his ear like Nick Nurse. What do you do? How do you get these guys to rotate? Like, the Lakers rotate too, but how do you get the Raptors to always rotate? Because they're always – they always just play hard and they're always doing things right. It's just weird. But the Raptors are scary because if they can somehow find a way to get stops, um, it should def- it should definitely be interesting. So, we're, that, that series right there, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that one. So yes, I just wanted to put that point out there with that. But man, 100 points from your bench, bro. You, you're not going to lose any games when your bench scores 100 points. <laughs> There's no single game. No way. Lose. And then you have to make the decision as a coach. Okay, am I going to go with my starters go. or am I going to stick with my bench? In the game. Y'all are hot. That's where you got to have that team chemistry because some teams will fall apart like that. Oh, I'm not getting my minutes. I know the bench is eating right now, but I still want to play my 34, 35 yeah, minutes a game. That that can cause that can cause problems if everybody's not on the same yeah. page. Yeah, man, I'm gonna need you to sit down, son. <laughs> this bench is cooking <laughs> right now. <laughs> Your 34 minutes go get right. you minutes tonight. Just just relax. 
just just stay seated. But who this is my question too. I, I gotta look at the roster, but what they got Richards Hollis Jefferson coming off the bench. Um and Ananobi, I think, but other than that, other than that, I don't know who they got coming There's off Norman the bench. Powell. That's gonna that's, that's gonna strike Norman like Powell. that. Norman yes, Powell? yes, no. Yeah, look, uh, yeah. does he start or is he off the bench? No, he's yeah, off the bench. bench. Yeah. Yeah. Fred Van Fleet, uh, he comes off the bench every once in a while as well. Fred, I thought he was a starter. I thought Fred started with Kyle. Yeah. Oh, he does? That's a whole I boy. thought it was. I thought it was. Boy. Yeah, I think they start together. Two butter balls. Two bowling balls. Yeah. If that is all we got, that concludes today's episode. Again, we appreciate all the listeners, everybody listening. We will be doing a uh, a guest very soon, very very soon. Uh, you know, we're doing a guest very very soon, so be on the lookout for that. Can um, you bring that with you, Sano? No, I think I'm. I think I'm all good, bro. I just um. I just hope that everybody gets it together in America. I hope that we come together. I hope this whole situation makes everybody stronger, man. We we need better from everyone. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page. I just, you know, hope hope that change comes and, you know, we don't have to keep doing this over and over. But like I said, hope you guys tune in. This is a pretty good episode. We kept it a little shorter today. So, you know, guys, check it out. Sure.